I begin this episode by paying respect to the Ngunnawal and Nyambri people, the traditional owners of the land on which I live and work. I would also like to pay respect to the families of the Yugambe people, uh, who are the traditional owners of the land on which my guest joins me from today. I pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, and I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners of this podcast. Welcome to the Coconut Wireless Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Lardner. Now, this episode, I'm joined by uh, someone who I've you know, admired for you know, a, a, a couple of years now. Uh, she's an amazing athlete, amazing rugby player. Her name's Kalora Lamani. Uh, she's played at you know, almost every level or had some experience at every level of uh, Fijian rugby that you could Im- imagine. Um, yeah, she's she almost played Fijian sevens. She's played for uh, the Fijiana Drua last year in their yeah, amazing um, unbeaten season, and uh, she also represented Fiji at their inaugural uh, Women's World Cup in New Zealand last year. Um, so yeah, she hasn't done it all, but she's done yeah an amazing amount in a very very short amount of time. So yeah, I'm shocked uh, that she agreed to come on the podcast, but yeah, I, I'm blessed. She, she, she agreed to come on. She's very generous with her time and her story as well. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited for you to hear it. Uh, without further ado, here's Kalora Lamani. My guest on the Coconut Wireless today is an amazing sports person who's already racked up a list of accomplishments that many athletes would dream of uh, accomplishing throughout their entire careers. Uh, last year alone, she was a major part of the Fijian, Fijiana Drua site which dominated the Super Rugby W competition in their debut season. She then went on to represent Fiji at the Rugby World Cup, the Women's Rugby World Cup that year as well. She's, of course, Kalora Lomani. Kalora, welcome to the Coconut Wireless Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I'm excited to have you on. Um, look, just just starting sort of way, way back, uh, we'll get to the rugby, of course. But, um you moved to New Zealand when you were six years old, but before that you were, you were born in Fiji and you were brought up in uh, Vatukola. Uh, what memories do you have of, uh, of Fiji? Um, yeah, definitely. I, you know, I grew up in a small town, um, you know, just a, just a normal um, Fijian girl. Um, mm. I think I didn't really have, um, like, big dreams, I guess, or, like, even have thought of playing a sport um and uh, I think just that time of um when my parents had left to move to New Zealand um you know we've had you know all those family chats of like you know us kids moving with my parents and um yeah I think that's where everything had um begun and actually um had me you know seeing what out there in the world and you know having these um opportunities coming up and you know I had tried new things and um i think just learning the you know the language is pretty much was different um but yeah it's been great ever since we moved to new zealand um you know uh very um eye-opening with you know things out there that you you never dreamed of or even think it's out there um but yeah it's been good yeah and i mean you you as as we said you moved to new zealand you you spent most of your time in wellington is that correct yeah, that's correct. Um, ever since we moved to New Zealand, um, yeah. I've been 
Sydney and I just being based in Wellington. Yeah. Uh, we've moved, um, you know, around through towns and, you know, sure. little, um, places in Wellington. But, yeah, pretty much spend my rest of my life in yeah. in, in New Zealand and Wellington, yeah. And what's, what's, what's Wellington like as a city? Like, I've never been there. Oh, you know, it's very beautiful. Um, you know, that's why they... I guess call it the capital city of New Zealand, <laughs> uh, but very you know very lovely people around. Um, the weather is really cold even when it's summer, um, but yeah, it's very nice city. Um, you know a lot of things there and you can do and um, yeah a lot of Fijians around too in the community, which yeah. is great. Um, and you know I have families there too and yeah it's very very nice. Beautiful. So you've got family uh, extended family in New Zealand as well as Fiji. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. cool. Do you um yeah apart from obviously when when you're playing uh when you're playing uh rugby um and you you're playing games in Fiji do you um do you go back to Fiji much uh do you get the chance to go back much to visit family? Uh yeah definitely I think when we had to move to New Zealand um you know we just got to that point where we were like homesick and you know mm. missing families around you know here and there but yeah we did um get to um go back home, um, especially because like, I've always loved going back home, especially to see my grandparents who had brought me up um, yeah, mum and dad moved to New Zealand. And, yeah, I think it just got to that point where sometimes the only reason I would go back to Fiji yeah. was just to go see my grandparents. Yeah, um, but now that, like, you know, all my grandparents have gone, like, um, I've kind of really, you know, just been grinding out with my rugby. Um, but, yeah, yeah. But definitely, I would do love go back home yeah. now and then to you know visit families and friends. But yeah, yeah, oh, that's that's beautiful. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, living and growing up in in Wellington, uh, New Zealand, you would have been like completely immersed in rugby culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did you first start playing yourself? Um, yeah, so when I had started, you know, going to school and stuff from primary school right through to college, um, I think I didn't really have rugby in the back of my mind. Um, uh, you know, all these girls that, you know, since we're a little growing up, I think everyone, all the girls have always been playing netball, I think, which, yep. is, which is the female, you know, dominant sport. Um, uh, yeah, so I started off playing netball through my primary school and um, when I got into intermediate, that's when I kind of had a little bit of taste of rugby. Um, but, I, you know, rugby back then wasn't really, you know, a, a woman's sport, I guess. Sure. Um, so I, we kind of had this competition of, like, little tournaments here and there. Were, were Not really 15s, it was more like 10 side, you know, 7s, because, you know, we didn't have much numbers of girls to, you know, play with rugby and stuff. But um, I think when I got to that stage of going into college, um, that's when I kind of um, had to, well, my parents had to get me to choose whether I wanted to play netball or had, you know, rugby. Um, I think I just probably had to fall in love more with rugby. I think it's just the physical, like, of the game. Sure. And I'm, I'm very, like, of, I'm a very, like, you know, hyped girl and, like, you know, like to, you know, get out there and just, you know, get into that. Um, field but um, yeah I think that's when I had to you know started choosing of what I wanted and I think it was rugby because of um, I just feel like in rugby um, environment you get along more with people and there's more like rugby where you have like now like rugby league rugby sevens and you know 15s and 10s now which is like the game of rugby is growing and, like, now I see that, you know, you get to see and travel, actually travel more than, you know, you do 
in netball and other sports, which I find, you know, amazing and a lot of opportunities out there. So, yeah, I started my rugby career when I was pretty much in college. Um, I pretty much went to three college when I was in Wellington. Um, so, yeah, I kind of started college when I was about year 10, which is like, what, form four in Fiji? Okay. Yeah, so um, I kind of done my rugby then in college, and then that's when, um, like in Wellington, well, in New Zealand, you have like the uh, the grades and stuff like under 18s and all that. So that's when I kind of um, played rugby, and like you know, I had my um, growing from Wellington under 18s girls um, school yeah. girl. So I was in that um, under 18 school girls for pretty much my whole year of um, being in college. So, and then that's when my rugby career had, like, grew and, you know, actually being noticed, you know, as a Fijian girl, like, yep. you know, not having that much background of rugby. Um, yeah, so it pretty much grew from there and I kind of joined um, clubs around Wellington and um, and then I made my debut um, with the Wellington Pride for FPC. Yeah. So, which is great, which is, like, pretty much where, you know, every little girl's dream you know, would like to be to reaching the top of level of rugby, sure. which was great. You know, I had ever since I started growing and, you know, getting to know my rugby knowledge and all that kind of stuff and my skills, you know, um, I've always then I've always been watching the Black Ferns and, you yeah. know, the Sevens team and all that. So I think my dream went, you know, my goal, well, my goal was, you know, get into that level of rugby. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. So I kind of, um, you know, kind of walk, work towards that that goal um which was lucky for me um I think it was 2019 um I had my first um national sevens tournament yeah and that when um you know I just had to you know put my heart onto that um the tournament because you know I knew that was um the way I could you know show and showcase my talent of what I can do out on the rugby field yeah and uh, after that I didn't know there was the um the head coach of the Blackfern Sevens coach was out, you know, looking for players um, then. And I was, like, fortunate enough and it was, like, a great opportunity for me to be nominated to go into the Blackfern um, development camp, which was great. You know, that's where you want to, like, you know, get up to and actually see what it's like to be in the environment. Of course. Um, yeah, so I got into that and, like, it pretty much just, like, you know, I grew and, you know, gained more knowledge and skills from, you know, being the type of environment. And where I am now, I'm just, you know, so blessed and honoured to be in this, um, in this where I am at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, you're, you're Fijian through and through, of course, but you spent um, so much of your life in New Zealand. And you guys talked about the Black Ferns were sort of looking at you and there was a point where you you were at a bit of a crossroads where mm. you you had to make that call um, yep. between Fiji and and um, and the Black Ferns. Mm. Can you just talk to me about that decision? Was it was it a no brainer for you, or did you have to think about it? Or yeah, definitely. I think um, you know going into you know I've always wanted to do you know try out of what it would feel like to be in you know in the environment of being in the, in the Black Ferns, you know. Um, so I did kind of, um, you know, wanted to ex explore that option. Um, that I think 
playing for Fiji wasn't there for me at that stage. I think it's just because of, um, you know, the Fiji rugby wasn't really there for women at that time sure. when I had experience to be in the Black Ferns. Mm. Um, yeah, I think um, in that 2019, um, I kind of um, went into that Black Ferns development camp. You know, I didn't really, um, I wasn't expecting less. Um, I think I kind of had to learn to, you know, up my game and my knowledge and, you know, have more of that skills. You know, if you watch Black Ferns now, like, you know, just oh my God, how, yeah. how amazing, you know, there's the girls with their skills and just everything in general. Um, but, yeah, I actually, you know, I wasn't expecting to be, you know, you know, be picked straight away to be in that, you know, final big team, I guess. Um, but it was a really big, you know, learning um, environment for me, like just seeing how, you know, they live in a day in, day, in, day out of, um, of being in the Black Ferns, um, yeah. you know, doing all this fitness stuff and just, you know, learning the game more, which was really good for me. I think at that age of me to be in that environment was, you know, it was just an amazing and eye-opening of like seeing people that I look up to into my in my rugby yeah. Um, and then I think after that Black Ferns development camp, um, I was grateful enough to to had uh, my first um, international um, contract, which I went over to Japan. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I I think I started going out of my rugby zone when I had um, been tra- travelled a lot. Um, I've, so I've been to, I went to Japan after my Black Ferns um, contract, which I was um, seen by this, um, this by this lady that was that, you know told me would you be interested to go in Japan? And of course, like who wouldn't want to have an experience like you know going yeah. to a country like that to you know just to learn um, the culture and how they you know play in their rugby over there. So yeah, so I was in 2019. I had a lot of um, uh, traveling going so. And then when I came back from Japan with my contract, that's when the um, Fijiana Sevens had messaged me about, you know, if I would be interested to go over and join the Fijiana Sevens. Um, and I kind of had to um, made my decision with that as well because when I had head back home into Wellington, that's when had we had FPC, um, had the FPC rounds coming. Yep. So I kind of... Um, held myself back from going to the Fijiana Sevens. I think it was just that, um, I, I don't know what it was, but I, I just thought that I would try and get into Black Ferns 15s. Sure. Um, so, yeah, so I kind of, so I had my debut in the Wellington Pride as well for FPC that year. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so I played FPC for that t- rest of the year and continued right into 2020. 2020. Um, and then after that, I kind of, um, you know, I kind of had things coming my way. I had other contracts, you know, people wanting me to go overseas, which I did. Um, I took up a tens uh, and sevens uh, contract over in America. Yeah. Which, um, yeah, which I so I've been pretty much been traveling a lot for rugby for the past yeah. few years. Um, so yeah, so la, uh, 2021, I did um, take that contract up um, with going over to America and um, playing for the tens and sevens competition, which I travelled for Portugal and Dubai with that, which was like amazing. Just meeting a lot of like um, a lot of new people from different countries and you know learning like 
different things about people. It was just, I think that's why I kind of fell love and more with um, playing rugby. Was yeah. just the traveling and meeting people and just, you know, getting friends that you wouldn't like normally get around with. Yeah. Um, and then when I came back from that, that's when I heard all these Fiji Island Drua um, stuff happening for Super W last year which was amazing to hear, like, you know, I think it was that time where, you know, us women in Fiji would like to be heard and sure. seen out in the world stage of what we actually capable of and actually not being only the the men's dominant sport, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I think it was that time where we were actually, um, you know, wanting to be heard and seen out on, on that world stage. So, yeah, when I came back from America, like, um, one of the you know the greatest man that everyone always know, Mike Mike Leg, mm. um, had hit me up um, on Facebook and and you know just say hey would you like be interested to you know try out the Fijian and draw for you know history of um, Fijian uh, Fijiana you know in in rugby in Fiji rugby, so yeah I was and I just said yes to it like I wasn't actually thinking to you know, given the opportunity to play because knowing all these Fijian girls been grinding, you know, back at home and of, of how they've gone through with stuff and dealing with the, how they've been treated in Fiji. Sure. Um, but, yeah, so I put my hand up for that and I was so grateful and um, and honoured to give them the opportunity to represent Fiji and, um, and the Fiji Island Draw um, competition last year in Super W. So, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you... I've heard you speak or I've sort of read interviews where you've spoken about um, how much, how welcoming the, the local, the, the locally based girls were. Um, and that, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Um, because yeah, as you said, they, they, they'd had a, a rough trot in the, you know, the, leading into the formation of the, yeah. um, the Fijiana Drua. Um, could you just talk to me about like how, how, how much you were able to add as someone who'd come in with, all of that international experience, like were you were able to sort of bring something to the group as well. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think there was, um, you know, us overseas girls. I think um, uh, Coach Mike, um, our Bex coach, had kind of, you know, wanted me to kind of, you know, get around the girls of what I can help them with of the things they lack in, mm -hmm. um, which was, you know, an um, honor for me to do that. Um, you know, especially knowing. Well, I haven't really played with the girls, um, and not just knowing of how much grind they've done back at home and sure. what they, you know, had gone through. Um, I kind of had, you know, you know, bits and pieces where I had to, you know, tell the girls of the things, or you know, had my say in um, in the team, which was, yeah. you know, which was nice. Um, I think, um, I think just because of my, my background of how much I've, um, you know, travelled and played with my rugby. Um, even some girls, you know, come around and ask questions and, you know, trying to know, know, learn and know more about the knowledge of the rugby game, yeah. which, was, which was good. You know, um, I think that's where it is um, very good for us, you know, girls and especially for us coming, you know, Fijian girls coming to the game where it's like, you know, worldwide now um, just to, you know, learn off each other and, you know, gain more knowledge and skills of that, you know, of um of the rugby game which was like really nice of you know the girls actually you know acknowledging of what you know i can you know bring into the team of course I, you know because it's that give and take of you know of learning and yeah it was really nice for the girls to actually you know come around actually 
get that knowledge off me and I can learn off them as well of yeah. how they've been, you know, training and stuff back at home, which yeah. was nice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, I think, you know, as a rugby fan myself, yeah, I know firsthand that coming coming into the, that first Super Rugby W season uh, where you know, Fijiana were, were, were debuting, there was obviously a lot of buzz. And then that increased with every win that Fijiana racked up. Um, and knocking over, like, quality teams like the Waratahs who hadn't had – I don't know if they'd had a, a loss before Fijiana drew or knocked them over. And so, you know, the buzz was intense you know, among the fans and, and the rugby community in general. Um, how, how, how did that affect you and, and, and the rest of the squad? Did you feed off it or did you try to block it out? Like, how did you harness it? Yeah, definitely. I think from um, from day dot, I think marching into the team, I was I didn't know what to expect um, because I've been seeing videos, you know, there here and there of what the girls have been doing back at home, and you know, for me coming over from New Zealand, um, I wasn't doing that much grinding as the girls were. Like I was full time working and you know playing rugby on the side. So when I came into camp with the girls, like um, you know three I've never done like three days like three times training in a day which you know I had to kind of adapt to how the girls were training um but I think it was just the bond and the team of the girls of like you know we always have this like it's like a motto of the team is Tampuna Lucy so I think we had you know kind of worked towards that of um you know we obviously no one likes to lose sure Um, yeah so we kind of um you know the girls put on so much grind off like on the field when we have our training days. And I think it was just us um, being um, accountability with, you know, how we do it, what we do at training. And like, you know, we always have this um, goal of every week of we will like work towards it. And um, I think it was just the, yeah, the bond and the, and the team of the girls was just the only thing that pretty much like, held us together throughout to the final yeah. and it was just I think the like when it comes to work on the field like you know we put on that put on that effort and time into that everything so I think that really kind of helped us and every week as we like review mm. the games and work towards what we need to improve on it just got better and better off like you know of behind the scenes of what we do um, before game days um, and even like, you know, little things that we had to do to be able to get that win was like the way what we what we do during the day of like what we eat, like how like we could see it helped us. You know, even though like um, we had kind of getting our SNC coach to cut kind of cut down on some things with some of some of the girls or do yep. extras in the morning, like even though we would like you know, we want to eat things that we would like to eat or, like, you know, just do our sleep-ins and stuff. But, like, you know, for us, some girls that had to get up early in the morning or cut down on some things they need to eat, we actually found out at the end that actually helped us as a team. You know, we actually didn't think of ourselves, but we thought of, the you know, our sisters and girls. They were actually, you know, there for us and would actually support us through what we had to do to get, you know, every win every week. Which was really nice, like, you know, us girls, I think they've been through that at home, so now they think that coming into Australia into Super W last year, I think that really changed the girls' mindset. Yeah. 
even for most of us, like um, in all the OGs and the girls from the team that has been through, you know, with Fijiana or Fiji rugby throughout the other years, they know what it's like to actually, you know, be on that field and, you know, stand their grounds as us women of, yeah. you know, what, what we can do out on the field, which was great to see. And, you know, having that, like, church, you know, every every day of um, end of each day, which was kind of really good for us to, like, you know, get that into into the team and actually having that fellowship within the team as well, which was really nice. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, look, it, you know, fair to say, obviously, you and the rest of the girls uh, lived up to that hype mm. because you, for you know, for the listeners who don't know, the, the team actually went undefeated mm. uh, last year in the uh, debut season. What was the, uh, and obviously you, you were all very professional in your, in your approach and you know, focusing week to week. But was there any point throughout the season when you're racking up all these wins where you personally thought, you know, we, we could do this, like we could go all the way and, and, and go undefeated? Or was it just strictly just focusing on each game each week? Yeah, I think we were focusing on each game each week. Um, I think it's because um, I think all, like, all these um, other Australian teams have, you know, thought we were like underdogs. But, like, we didn't really want to underestimate any of the teams, obviously, because it was our first time, you know, versing all these um, Super, uh, Super W um, teams, which um, – so, yeah, we actually pretty much took week by week as it came. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really want to, you know, always have that mindset of, well, we beat that team, so obviously we're going to, you know, win that game. Um, so we kind of done, you know, reviews on the teams before we versed them during that week. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we kind of rolled off that as um, each week came by. Um, yeah, so we pretty much would watch our games during the week and see what we could improve from that to be able to carry on to the next game. Um, yeah, so we pretty much would do reviews um, every now and then. I think it's just because as well it was good for us, for the girls, um, the local girls coming into Fiji because... I don't think so. Like back then, um, it was something that we would do um, in the like in the Fiji rugby for women's team, like yeah. you know, do reviews and stuff. Because even when we do reviews, um, it was just like us overseas girls that would do the talking of the review. I think it's just because sure. it new for the girls to be able to do that stuff and actually to see what was you know what we could work on or what was like you know what we could do better in the next game and carry on through into the um, the following games. So, yeah, it was really good for um, for the girls to be able to actually learn from that of, you know, which they could carry on with their rugby career, which is, you know, something all teams will do, a review of what, you know, the games and what they will, um, will do better in the next game and watch the other teams before, you know, going into their week of the game. Certainly. Um, did you, and again, this is purely from, from a fan's perspective watching, but it seemed like, especially early on, yeah, in a very, very positive way. I mean, the uh, Fiji Amadrua uh, ladies were playing with like a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, and you know, it's it, it, certainly amongst some of the pundits and the commentators, there was you know, early on there was this, oh well, look, yeah, we'll just see how they go, and it's their first season, and then all of a sudden you're, you're not just winning, but winning very well. Mm. Was there a bit of a was there a feeling within the camp that? you had something to prove or that you know, people perhaps were disrespecting the team a little bit in the way that they were underestimating you? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think um, 
you know, the comments and things were happening, um, you know, on social media and stuff kind of like, it didn't really affect us girls because I think, you know, each and everyone in the team, like we know what we're capable of and what we can do. Um, and, you know, it, to be honest, like every week of the game, we kind of proved that like yeah. you know, what we, what we put on the field was, you know, what we know, that we could give to um you know give to people to see what we actually can do you know um i think each comment didn't really kind of affect us girls because yeah like i said we know what we're capable of and what we can you know show to everyone what we actually can do and which you know changed people's mindset like even till now i think um back then um even before super w started i think we didn't have that much support from sure. uh, from back home of, um, I think it was just each family of the girls, you know, you know, supporting them as well. Um, but I think as we started playing and people seeing what we could do, yeah. I think that's when everyone like kind of jumped on board and actually, you know, was, you know, and then after that, we, we kind of got in comments of people saying they couldn't wait to watch our games and all that. Yeah. I think we just, um, you know, we couldn't, they, you know, they judged too quickly, I guess. Of, um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Right? Um, but we, did, we didn't really let anything affect um, of the way we prep every week. Like, sure. um, you know, every week we come off a game, we'll, you know, just do what we do and not let anything really affect us of how we will prep to our next game. Or, yeah. you know, we always have to, you know, show show everyone in Fiji and back home of um, of what we can do every um, each week as we come with the game. Yeah, certainly. Uh, well, one thing I've noticed... Uh, in particular about you, uh, especially watching you last year, is your, how much you smile when you're playing and you obviously, like, enjoy yourself. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's a massive honour and, and a privilege, of course, to, to represent your country at Super Rugby and, and the national level, as you have. But how much fun is is rugby for you right now? Oh, my gosh. Um, I think I have no words for that at the moment. But, yeah, no, I always um, – I've always had this – I think the only time where I have my moments is when I have my family around on the – like, around the stand. Um, I think especially in that um, – in the final when I had looked up and I saw my nephew, I think that's when I had that big smile going to <laughs> Um, but, yeah, no, um, I think um, for rugby now, like, it means a lot to me. Like, I, I could just call, like, rugby my family now, especially meeting people if, here and there, which be, where they become strangers and they become family to you. Um, but, yeah, you know, definitely, um, I think it started off when I was, when I came into Super W with the girls. Um, you know, I grew a lot from that, especially, you know, I had didn't know much, like, about my culture, especially moving into New Zealand at that age. Um, and actually being around with the girls last year, I kind of had to learn more about my culture and, you know, learning more words of, you know, where I would be and comfort on my comfortable zone, just being at home, you know, not having that much um, Fijian around me, I guess. Sure. But yeah, uh, I think going, um, going into that W and just going with the girls back at home and training with them and actually feeling how it was like to, you know, grind and um, feel the heat back at home tra yeah. while training during the day. <laughs> Which I was, like, kind of struggling with for the couple of weeks. But, yeah, no, it was good. Um, and actually heading with them to national, um, to the national level of, um, of yeah. rugby, 
um, going to that World Cup, which was, I think, none of us would have expected where we would be. Um, you know, especially even for our, like, um, our fans or people who would watch us, like, you know, which was amazing to see where the some of the um, families or, like, fans would actually support us and actually, you know, came to the game and actually, you know, kind of watched the girls and stuff like that, which was amazing to see. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that's when my rugby started, like, the love of the game started growing where I had to, you know, travel and even being in playing for my own country, which was amazing and, yeah. and you know, something that I would go back and do if I had a chance to. Um, but, yeah, it's been a very great experience through my rugby career and it's probably been one of the best ones. It was just probably representing my country and just being there with the girls. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, look, yeah, as, as we mentioned, last year you also represented Fiji um, at the Women's Rugby World Cup. Um, it was the first time Fiji had made the tournament and Fiji was the only Pacifica side at the World Cup. Um, yeah, it's a massive honour and a massive responsibility, obviously. But, you know, did you use that as motivation uh, to, or did you just, again, try to push, push that pressure um, out of your mind and just focus on the, the, the rugby itself? Uh, yeah, I think we took it as, you know, um, a first experience for, you know, the Fijiana to be able to be, able to be in that um, stage of um, level of rugby. I think as it came around the corner for us girls, like, we were all excited to, you know, to be that first um, Pacific Island team and, you know, be the first ones to um, be able to be playing in the white jersey to represent our own country and, that you know, in the world rugby. Um, I think as it came, like, we kind of, um, you know, kind of took it as an experience and actually trying to, um, you know, versing, like, the greatest teams in the world, like sure. England and New Zealand and all that, was just, like, you know, an, an experience for us girls to actually see and learn how it's like to be playing in that level of rugby. Um, and actually going into New Zealand and actually versing other teams around the world was just um, a very good experience of where we could see where we could improve as a team to be able to carry on that to the next um, World Cup coming up and what we could what we what we'll be expecting in the next World Cup. You know, um, yeah. I think um, we kind of carried on from you know grinding from the Super W and actually carrying on that um, through and improving from where we left off. Um, yeah. I think we had, you know, where we had camps, you know, every every now and then as a team. Um, and I think it was just like from the start was probably a tough one for our skills, especially fighting for that position to be able, you know, to be able to be selected and actually represent um, our country. So, yeah, it was a very um, different experience, um, especially for majority of, of our skills being that first, you know, um, Fijian woman to be able to wear that jersey into that level of rugby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, um, I think I couldn't say more, but like that experience was probably the best um, experience anyone could, uh, any of us girls could have like, you know, none of us probably expected to be in that level of rugby or even being, you know, able to represent our own country. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was just, uh, I think we took every game as it came as always. Um, we pretty much did the same thing. We the, yeah, took every week as it came. Um and just pretty much trying to, like, learn off other teams as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. We had to kind of review of, you know, what the other teams were doing, you know, that you know, made them better, and then we kind of learned off from that, um, which was good. Like, we took trainings, um, you know, 
as always, we've always been grinding, like grinding our ass off every day in training. Um, you know, we kind of had that, I think it was just as always that bond was always there for our skills that kind of, you know, kept us together and carried on through that, um, that season of that being in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, look, just speaking very generally about uh, Fijian women's rugby, uh, it's you're along with the achievements of the Fijian Adra uh, and national side. Um, the Fijian Sevens team you know, won bronze at Tokyo Olympics in 2021. So it, it seems like women's rugby across the board for Fiji is peaking at around the same time. As someone who's part of that system, you're in that, you played in you know, some of these sides, what do you put that down to? They're like it, it's, it sounds so simple to, you know, it sounds so, so simple to have all of your rugby peaking at the same time, but it must be so complicated. How, 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 are, you, how, how are they doing it? Yeah, uh, I think, um, you know, I think it's from lifting the women's game, um, the women's rugby in Fiji, I think it actually started off with the um, Fijiana Sevens team winning their bronze medal. I think that kind of opened up um, eyes, you know, for the the, the, the Fijian um, women's rugby in Fiji. I think it started off with that um, when they had won bronze in Tokyo for the Olympics. Um, I think... Uh, you know, um, we could go back and forth with that 15s and 7s kind of thing. Sure. But um, I think it was just the indiv individuals um, of, like, you know, how much you wanted to be in that part of that team. Yeah. Um, I think I've, I haven't really been much around the environment for, for the, um, the Fijian uh, the Fijiana 7 side. Sure. But I think, cause, um, you know, having some of the Fijian 7s um, girls come into 15s, which, you know, which they... Um, talk about of what they do differently compared to being on the 15 side. Um, Certainly. Yeah, which is amazing to hear what, you know, they're not really the same thing yeah. um, of, you know, of how they train differently and, you know, what they do in and out of trainings and all that compared to what we do in 15s. But, yeah, I think it's, it started off from there. And I think um, I think just from the hearing from the old, um, girls in the team of how they want to really um, prove of what the, the girls could do. Yeah. Um, I think it was just the um, the talks um, from the public kind of and the comments and all that kind of, we had to kind of change that in a way of, you know, of how we play and what we do on and off the field kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, we come to decision making of how we interact with people or like how we deal with things that come our way. Um, but yeah, I think it was just the um, we didn't really want anything to affect the way we do things and how we could like show of what we are really capable of of you know the comments and stuff that come our way. Yeah. But I think um, yes, I think it was a good opportunity as well that you know we get to go out there and in world stage and stuff like that and showcase of what we could do and actually like for our skills that comes overseas like this. And like actually allowing the girls, the younger ones that are coming through to actually be able to, you know, try out of what it's like to be in that level of rugby back in Fiji. 
Yeah. Like yeah. being back at home and watching all these level of rugby, like um, Skipper Cup and the Marama Cup and all that. Yeah. Um, it's really amazing to see all these young girls coming in and actually, you know, maybe just to be around friends or actually, you know, some of them want to just play rugby for the fun of it or yeah. actually want to, you know, be able to have that dream to be able to make the Fijiana teams. And I think it's great, you know, seeing the, the team, the 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 game grow back at home it's so amazing like even till now me being here and seeing all the posts and watching the rugby back at home like it's so nice to see like how much the game is growing back at home and yeah. like now that we've um you know some of our skills from super w last year and being in the Fijian last year have gone overseas for contracts or like any other things and now seeing the super w team this year of how much like new girls and debutantes have been yeah. coming on which is really good, and for them to be able to showcase their talent as well, you know, into the world stage, and you never know, like, what the girls could get, like, contracts for next year. Yeah, but which is really great to, like, see the game grow now and actually, you know, open doors for the other girls that are coming up and actually, you know, show to them where you can be, you know, in that stage of level of rugby if you actually work and dream towards it. Yeah. And, you know, um, yeah, so I think it's very good for the women's team, for us girls, coming over like this and opening doors and allowing other girls to have actually, you know, hey, I, I can can be, you know, people look up to us and then be like, I want to be like her. Yeah. And, you know, actually, you know, what does it take to be in that level, you know? And then actually yeah. for them to grind and actually, you know, get to that stage where, you know, where we yeah, right now, is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've you you you've sp- you speak so much about about the grind and the hard work uh, involved in in the success that you and your teams have achieved. Uh, how how much? You know, obviously, everyone that you played with uh, is you know, and you yourself, obviously, so supremely talented as well. But like, how 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 important is that that willingness to grind and to work hard to yeah, achieving any kind of success as opposed to just being supremely talented as well. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, like, you know, most of us, um, you know, people look up to us. Like, even I still look up to some of the Fijian girls that are playing rugby at the moment and, like, you know, seeing them and you want to be like them. And, of course, like, it takes time for you to be able to, um, you know, be in that um, mindset, I guess. I think yep. just me as, like, personally, I think it took me a while to be able to, you know, get out of that mindset of, like, you know, like, I don't know if I could be like her, you know? Sure. Like, you know? Um, I think it took me a while to um, to actually, you know, get in that, you know, do all my fitness and everything. Like, it kind of um, took me a while, to be honest. Uh, I think, uh, you know, especially knowing that when it comes to training, like you knowing that you're competing with someone else, yep. and like not not to you know like um, how do you say it? like to, to to be to want to be one of the best. Sure. Like you know you have to you can't you're not like there's always the saying that we um, had last year like um, like if you're first if you're first second or third then you have to fight for that first position to be the best. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, so I think it just kind of um, had to, I think if you have the motivation to on the side of, um, you know, you know, some people have their motivation as their family, they push yep. them to be able to get into that, um, to that mindset, you know, you can do it. And um, I think I, I think just one thing that always motivates me, I think it's my parents and my nephew. I think it's just because they always come to every rugby game that I play. 
and I've always have that mindset of, at the back of my mind every training that I do. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think that kind of helps as well when you have a competition of, you know, if you have that one-on-one, you know, who's going to be getting that position. I think it's, I think that's one of the greatest things is, you know, competing. I think it's because I'm a very competitive competitive person. Sure. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think that's one thing that, um, you know, you have to put your hand up, you know, for all, yeah. everything that you do. Um, I think you always have to be one of the best um, to be the best. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think, you know, being in the environment with the girls, I think I didn't have that much of that um, competitive like competition when I was in my rugby in New Zealand. Yeah. But I, coming into that Fiji rugby of like seeing especially of how much girls, um, you know, how much contact and stuff they do, it kind of like opened my eye out of how much the girls do and actually, you know, train with the boys and do all these physical stuff with the boys. Yeah. And it like kind of like, you know, for me, I wouldn't expect that because that's what something that we I wouldn't do back at home and while in New Zealand. Sure. So, yeah, I think it kind of lifted the level of my standards of, you know, wanting to be in that um, starting position or even being mm. in that team. So I kind of had to put extra work of what I would actually do in my trainings. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's so funny to hear you talk about that, that competitive aspect, mm. um, even in training, because mm. a young of course, yeah, I would never compare the um, the the men's system to the women's. But what yeah, one one thing I remember from uh, Ben Ryan's book um, where he talked about his um, uh, his, his experiences co- coaching in Fiji, he said you know, it, it was hard to motivate the players until he brought in those competitive aspects, yeah. and then it just everyone went to another level. So it's interesting to see, yeah, that's across the system. That's that's yeah that that's um yeah something that motivates um yeah, yeah a lot of lot of different uh, elite athletes. Mm. Um, there will be you know, young Pacifica girls and young women listening to this who would um, be inspired by your story and young and um, the story of the teams you played in and they hope to set out on their own um, elite sporting journeys. What words of advice would you would you give to them as they you know, just start that journey? Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, um, you know, if you're a little girl like me when I back then, like I wouldn't really had, um, had a dream to be even be playing rugby, but I think, um, you know, for someone growing up now wanting to, you know, represent their country, I guess, or even being in that level of rugby, I think it just takes time for you to, you know, if you put your mind, your mind and your heart towards what you want and actually work towards it, I think you'll get the result at the end. Um, you know, if you have to, you know, dream about representing your country or, um, you know, playing at the level of rugby where you want to be or even just travelling around the world, you know, with um, with your um, with your skills and knowledge of rugby, I think, um, yeah, I think if you just put your heart and your mind and your mindset, if you set a goal and you work towards it, um, I, I definitely think you can, you know, get to that stage where you can be representing your country or playing where you dream to be playing. So I think, yeah, I think it just starts off with little things, um, you know, be um, able to be um, accountable for yourself sure. and, um, you know, just, you know, doing things that you know that would help you or getting people around you um, that would help you push towards um, your dream or your goal um, where you would want to be. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's that's uh, that's important. That's powerful. Thank you. Um, just sorry, you've been very generous with your time. I won't keep you too much longer. Um, are you just are you are you playing? You're playing rugby league as well at the moment. 
Uh, or yes. are you playing for Tweet? Yes. Um, yeah. So I just I had a code switch um, at the beginning of this year. Um, I was I was actually still in Fiji um, after World Cup. Um, I think it was um, I wanted to do Super W again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just kind of, um, I guess, you know, um, being part of a rugby team um, and being away from home, you know, it's always important to um, to kind of, you know, when you're playing and you're away from family, it kind of gets you into that, you know, mental health. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's always important to always put yourself first so you, um, you know, to be able to feel comfortable and, you know, um, healthy within yourself um, before going out to training, I guess. Because I think sometimes when you're not in the right mindset, you're you kind of things out of things or, like, you're doing things that, you know, you're not supposed to be doing. And then it comes to back to your mindset where you think, you know, am I actually, you know, being true to myself and, you know, being true to my body or being in, in the environment? Um, but, yeah, I think, I guess, um, I think being away from my family for so long, I kind of had to take a step back um, and actually had to double think of what I wanted to, um, to carry on with this year, yeah. which um, which I was training with the Fijian and draw team actually, um, you know, before they marched into um, to the season this year. Um, so I think kind of some of the things kind of took over me. Um, I had to kind of, um, you know, sit back a little um, and actually thought of my like, you know, my well, my well-being and all kind of thing, things yeah. like that, which I did. And um, I was actually thinking just to come back um, this year over to Australia because my parents live here in Australia as well now. So I was just thinking just to come and you know have a break off and just you know kind of have time with my family. Um, especially at this age, because I'm still young, so I kind of sure. have, um, you know, heaps of time to play, to play rugby and kind of, you know, just reset my body and just work and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, and then, um, you know, I was lucky enough to have um, one of the um, the agents had hit me up and asked if I would be, you know, interested to have a go at league. Mm. So, yeah, and then I kind of, you know, I kind of had to weigh out my options, which was, you know, I was – I would – I took it because I think it's because I was close to my family now and, you know, I wanted to keep footy, you know, going with me as well for my life to have to carry on with um, what I wanted to do next year. Yep. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, so I'm playing rugby league right now um, in, uh, in Gold Coast in Brisbane. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, so I'm based in Gold Coast at the moment and, yeah, I think uh, switching code was um, was pretty – it was tough, um, yep. I think. I I love what I loved watching the game of league, but I think actually playing it, it was um it was a bit of learning for me. But I think um I think everyone always say it's always easy to come from union into league. Okay. You know similarity of things that you do um on, on the field. But yeah, um I've been loving the game and the, and the environment of um, these girls have been lovely, and yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah, excellent. How sorry? How far into the season? Uh, um, so we um, have two more games left yep. of the uh, BMD Premiership for the women's competition left. Yeah. yeah. Oh, beautiful. Well, best of luck with uh, with the remaining two games. Thank you. Um, just last couple very quick questions. Um, do you have any uh, role models or um, idols that inspire you? Um. So when I when I started growing up. Um, watching rugby, I actually kind of looked up to Portia Woodman. Um, I think it was just the way she, um, you know, 
plays out on the field is just amazing of how much power and speed she has and how she holds herself accountable and on and off the field, which, yeah, she was one of the women I kind of looked up to in my rugby career, um, especially, you know, how bloody strong she is and how yeah. much she has out on that wing. It was just, you know, I've always wanted, uh, always loved watching her out on the field. But, um, and to be honest, coming into the Fiji Island draw, um, I actually didn't know, like, of her or known her that she would was playing rugby, but um, um, but I kind of started looking up to her um, when I came into the Fijiana um, Fijiana team was um, Saria Maleonangila, um, as you probably she's um, probably one of the well known um, yeah. women um, rugby and back at home. Um, I think it's just the way. She she was obviously was the captain of the CW team before Mbitila Tawake took over and you know she kind of led us into the World Cup as well last year. And I think it was just the way she like presents herself and the way she holds herself. It's just, you know, I've never ever come across a captain like that in my life of my you know, my rugby life and the way she like approached people and the, just the way she speaks was just, you know, that kind of like stood out for me of like yeah. how of how like just amazing she was of yeah just how accountability she was of herself and how she's really like down to earth and even just having her like you know just having a fun conversation with her was just something that you know I kind of looked up to and then the way she plays is just amazing like you could never like even me playing another team to be able to verse it I probably wouldn't even want to yeah. like <laughs> but yeah there's probably one of the other, like, other women as well that I would look up to now as an yeah. um, inspirational of into my rugby. Yeah, absolutely. And and last of all, um, who's someone who you've had the most fun playing with? Um, oh, that was, that's a good question. Um, I think... I think it's just everyone that I've been playing with, like, sure. yeah. like even back then, like all the yeah. other years that I've been playing with on the rugby, like on and off the field. I think it's just amazing being in the group of women that has so much talent and um, yeah. how that they are to be able to be on the field with me as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, well, I mean, and it, it's so clear um, how strong a bond that you, you know, you've all sort of uh, created between each other. So that's yeah. that's that's lovely. Uh, look, um, Gloria Lamani, thank you so much for coming on. Um, congratulations on everything you've achieved so far, and and uh, best of luck in in the rest of your uh, your, your sporting career. I'm, uh, yeah, myself, and I'm sure. Uh, everyone else will be watching really closely because, uh, yeah, you're amazing. You're an ins inspiration. So thank you so much. No, thank you. It was my pleasure and thank you so much for having me on. All good. All right, and that was my yarn with Kalora Lamani of the Fijiana Drua, Fijiana National side, uh, most recently the Tweed, uh, the Tweed Seagulls uh, rugby league team. Yeah, she's, she's done so much. So, uh, yeah, incredibly uh, excited and fortunate to have had her on the podcast and to, yeah, obviously share that story with you, the listeners, as well. Um, yeah, what, an, what an amazing insight into the yeah, what, what it takes to be a, um, a successful elite sport, sports person, of course, but, yeah, just uh, to, to operate at that level um, so much, yeah, to use her word, so much grind and hard work. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, can absolutely amazing so yeah again uh thank you to Kalora and thank you to you the listeners of course for tuning in and, and listening to the episode 
absolutely fantastic. Um, just a little bit of uh, housekeeping as we usually do each episode. Um, firstly, the Fijiana Drawer, they still need your support. Um, yeah, obviously, there's been a couple of uh, a couple of tough losses recently. Um, yeah, we we celebrated with the team when they win. Yeah, we need to, of course, support them when they when they don't win as well. So please keep that support coming. They uh, they needed it. Yeah, they need it now as much as they needed it last year as well. So let's uh, let's stick let's stick tight with our team, with our girls, and continue to support them because they're amazing. Um, they're they're doing you know, amazing work, and they're they're, they're honestly trailblazers for you know, the next uh, generation of, you know, of of players to come after them. So yeah, stick with them and give them that support. Um, also, just to finish off, please continue to share the podcast around and on the on the social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter as well. If you use that, um, yeah, it's it's been growing each week. So thank you for that. Um, and please continue that that push because honestly, it, it helps the podcast grow. Um, it helps me get more guests like Kalora and yeah uh, and and Tomasi last week and all your all the all the amazing people that that have agreed to come on the podcast. Uh, you know, this doesn't sort of work without um, me you know, having a platform to work off of. And the best way to su- support that platform is honestly. Uh, by sharing it, so please, please continue to do that, and and thank you so much to the people who've who've already done it. You know, it means the world to me. It honestly does. Um, look, just one last thing. Obviously, um, please rate the podcast if you can rate it highly. Uh, if you like what you've heard, uh, fantastic. Uh, if you don't like what you've heard, maybe uh, maybe if I can ask, um, ease off on the rating. Uh, and just reach out to me uh, through social media and, and let me know uh, what you'd like to see changed. Uh, yeah, it, again, those ratings, uh, they help the visibility of the podcast, help uh, get more eyes and ears on it. Um, yeah, it just it helps expand it. So thank you so much. Uh, that's it all for this week. Uh, more amazing guests coming up next week. So until then, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and I'll see you next week.